AI doesn't exist yet. Hello everyone. Welcome to our podcast about how artificial intelligence isn't technically real yet. In this episode, we'll discuss how AI isn't technically real yet, and how it can't replicate human brain functions. We'll also discuss the current state of AI, and what challenges must be overcome before AI can be truly real. Thanks for listening. No, I didn't just have a stroke. I used OpenAI, the creators of ChatGPT, to formulate an introduction for me. Not great! Now admittedly, I didn't give it a ton of source material, but this should be an example of why it's going to be a long time before machines are able to replicate human thought, speech, and behavior. Well, before we discuss what is or isn't artificial intelligence, we should probably agree on the definition of intelligence, no? Well, computer scientist, philosopher, and recipient of the A.M. Turing Award, Judea Pearl, defined intelligence as a three-rung ladder of causation, with learning by association as the first rung, figuring out causality, and assessing the impact of interventions on the second rung, and learning by imagining alternative realities on the third rung. At the moment, AI and machine learning excel at identifying patterns and making predictions of the future based on that data aka learning by association. Now while it's true that humans and machines share that ability, so do dogs, and cats, and fishes, and grasshoppers. Don't get me wrong, machine learning capabilities have expanded exponentially in the last few years, due chiefly to computational capabilities scaling up in an order of magnitudes, and the availability of massive sets of data to feed healthy, growing algorithms. But still, they are limited to mimicking a number of human cognitive capabilities, such as detecting an object in a picture, or predicting the next word of a sentence. What separates us from machines and animals are those next two rungs on the ladder of causation. The ability to determine causality between events, and most importantly, the ability to imagine alternative realities. What would have happened if I acted differently? So, with all due respect to that former Google employee who thought their Lambda interface had become sentient, it takes a little more than a chatbot talking about rights and personhood to make it so. I mean, they describe that particular algorithm as being designed to mimic human speech by ingesting trillions of words on the internet. To me, that's akin to a dog playing a few notes on a piano. Yeah, it's a neat trick, but your dog does not know music theory. It's really important to remember that AI doesn't know anything. What do I mean by that? Well, Katrin Rybant, venture capitalist, Marketing Futures podcast guest, and close personal friend of mine, is here to explain. As much as I love AI and I think AI tech generation is fabulous, ultimately, it is a dumb machine that is predicting a probability for the next word. And it can do that in a way that now sounds really human and, and quite amazing because the training sets are better, the computing power is better, and all of those things are better, but it doesn't know anything as such. Right. I mean, that, that's right. It, and, and it's something I think to, to, to remember when we, when we kind of like think about AI, it doesn't really know anything. These are models of probabilities, mm -hmm. and um, they have a limited amount of context. 
Obviously, the more context, the better, but there's only so much context you can give them. Strategy is all about context. Context and decision making. Now, I want to make something perfectly clear. I am not an AI hater, but it's my job to put trends and technology in the proper context. And while AI may not be able to replicate human thought, AI as we know it now is still one of the most powerful tools at a marketer's disposal. Here then are three ways AI is already helping superpower marketing. Number one, predictive analytics. AI can analyze large sets of data and identify patterns used to predict outcomes. In marketing, this can be used to predict which customers are most likely to buy a product or respond to a campaign. Number two, content creation. AI tools can be used to generate content from product descriptions to social media posts, even to entire articles. This can save marketers resources and time. But before you venture down this road, I think it's important you understand the limitations of AI-generated text. It's probably not a bad idea to have a human reviewer ensure that what the AI is creating isn't coming off sounding too robotic. Number three, sentiment analysis. AI can analyze social media data to determine how customers feel about a brand, product, or campaign. This can help in identifying areas of improvement and optimizing marketing strategies. AI is becoming increasingly important for marketers, as it can help to improve the customer experience, increase engagement and conversions, and save time and resources. And credit where credit's due. Those three examples were brought to you directly from ChatGPT. If you'd like to learn more about ChatGPT and how to integrate it into your marketing practices, you might want to check out the ANA Virtual Workshop, Empowering Marketers with Conversational AI and ChatGPT. You can find the link to that in the description. For the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast, I'm Mike Berberich.